No, please don't go. Come Look, on, it's not my fault. I've been under a lot of stress lately, and... Would it help if I told you that this house is haunted and I'm being plagued by ghosts who are making my life a misery? Not really, no. Hello and welcome to Haunting Button House, the BBC Ghost Podcast, a podcast recapping and reviewing the BBC series Ghosts. I'm Luke. And I'm Tash. <laughs> you keep getting <laughs> caught off guard by that, didn't I you? I wasn't expecting it. Well, to be fair, like, I've messed up the intro anyway. This is the second time of doing it because I uh, copied and pasted it from the last time. So, <laughs> you know, we all make mistakes. But anyway, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. How has your week been since oh. the last recording? It was okay until Saturday. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what, what did we do Saturday? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, we can go into it if you want into detail. You or... can tell the team what we've been, what we did on Saturday. So, um, in the UK, there's uh, a place called Warhammer World, which is, oh. <laughs> which is, um, if you're if you've seen people playing like miniature games and stuff like that, it's kind of like the home of all that, um, and just a lot of nerds, basically, a lot of nerds in one space, and. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you were ready for the amount of nerds in one space, were you? No, it but, was yeah, fine. It was. It fine. was okay. We we had food though, which was you know, <laughs> we did have the food. food. The food was okay, so that's, yeah. that's all the main thing. But anyway, that's not for this podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was our weekend and week. Um, but you know, have we had any feedback or any um any, yeah. any comments from our last week uh, of you, episodes? Yeah, so um, obviously I post onto some of the groups that are on Facebook. Um, about the podcast so uh scott said that he liked the bit in the last episode of ghosts where robin says gorilla always win so like we kind of discussed that didn't we in mm. the episode um and i think we sort of like that too um, I, I like that that sort of implies that um he's been in a literal gorilla war before yeah. so you know <laughs> i like to think so yeah. hopefully we never find out well, if that's yeah. true if gorillas always win well. i don't want to know <laughs> um and well, tamsin agreed that the captain does need i like how she worded this time to thaw out mm. i quite liked that analogy of um of his like personality, Fro- frosty, uh, frosty yeah. 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 Um, so obviously we'll see that kind of as we go as we go through. So I think even he starts in this episode slightly. I mean, he's still a bit uptight, but mm. the, it's it's starting to slip with some things that he says, especially later on. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that in our we'll, rundown. We will get to that. Um, we might as well just get straight into the episode then. Yep. So this week we are looking at Happy Death Day, which was directed by Tom Kingsley. We should probably stop saying that because I I know for a fact that he directs all of the episodes for this series. So basically, from this moment forward, Tom Kingsley <laughs> directs them all. But I'll probably forget and say that. Well, you'll forget and say that next week, and yeah, I'll probably. say the week after. So, um, but he does have a different writer. It's uh, written by Ben uh, Willibond, who plays the captain. Um, and the original air date was the 29th of April 2019. Um, one note I did uh, make is that we've not mentioned where this is all filmed so far. Um, 
so I, I had a look of where it's actually filmed, and it's filmed at a place called West Horsley Place in Surrey, England, obviously, mm. um, which is a large country house, which was also unexpectedly inherited by the writer and former University uh, Challenge presenter Bamba Gascoigne in mm. 2014 um, from his great aunt, the wow. Duchess of Rocks. Roxburgh, I think, mm-hmm. um, under similar uh, circumstances not dissimilar to those depicted in the series. So there you go. That's where the house is, anyway. That's interesting. Um, and also some film, uh, some scenes uh, were filmed on um, London Road and in Clandon Road uh, near in nearby Guildford. Um, so yeah, uh, I think you can go and visit the house, can't you? Probably, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe if people have been, they can let us know what it's what it's like and what you can do there. We should um, um, get our book out. The uh, one we've got the what's it? The places that what are they called now? National Heritage Trust. National Trust. That's I it, don't yeah. think it's National Trust. Is it not a National Trust? I don't Trust? think oh, so. Okay, well, could be, but I don't think it is. We'll have to have a look. Yeah. Yeah, but, maybe we can do a road trip. Mm. Podcast um, on the road. <laughs> And it'd be a short one because we'd be like, yeah, it looks like the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yeah, we start this episode uh, and we get a bit of a flashback uh, to 1984. Uh, We're at Button House and we see Pat with uh, a bunch of Boy Scouts uh, and they're all uh, doing their outdoor activities. Uh, And this is the first one, as he says, it's A for archery. Um, So, a bit foreboding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's only five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I didn't obviously wasn't in scouts, but I was in the brownies, which is like the, is it the female equivalent? I don't know. I was in the brownies, and there was loads of us. Wait, mm. like not just five. I mean, whether they were the only five that were allowed on the trip. Yeah, maybe maybe they just didn't trust that they. He said <laughs> archery, and they didn't trust him. Uh, <laughs> maybe like five parents who didn't care. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that there's only only five of them. Mm. Uh, I also thought with this, it's quite sad that this is literally the first activity that they're doing on this trip, oh, and it's going to end in disaster. Don't. I actually find this episode quite emotional. That's one of my notes as well. Yeah, it's oh, so, he's just such a nice guy, and he just obviously like I don't want to skip too far ahead. Um, maybe I won't skip. Maybe we'll. Go in order of what okay. I was going to say. Um, so yeah, he hands out the bow, uh, the bow and the arrows, uh, and they sort of uh, pass it down the line as he's sort of explaining the um, health and safety rules. He says it's actually more likely that you'll um, injure yourself running and tripping over. Um, but before we even get to that point, one of the Boy Scouts has a perfect aim, to be honest, mm. um, depending on how you look at it, and fires it straight through Pat's neck. Um, He's shocked, panics a bit, and starts fumbling for his keys. He says that one of the kids might need to drive him to the hospital or, or contact his wife, Carol, um, as he realises, actually, I'm going to have to get the get in the bus and drive. Man- and actually manages to make his way to the bus. Uh, I keep saying bus, bus, buzz. It's a, a black country thing, yeah. that is, <laughs> for anybody listening. It's a bus. A bus. Um, gets in uh, he has to break the arrow as well because that's too big to get into the um and it starts starts it up um the wanderer starts playing which i don't know if that's the last song you ever want to hear <laughs> i had to look the... up who sings that actually yeah it didn't sound like the original version no, yeah. it's originally by dion demucci 
Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, because I think he was just called Dion. I think he's uh-huh. like that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he starts the bus and drives it forward, swerves a bit, and then crashes into the tree before <laughs> we assume that he dies here. This was really sad. Like, yeah. I remember it watching it the first, or in my head watching it the first time. It was comedic and quite funny. This was just heartbreaking. A man who's like struggling to to breathe and gargling and that. Yeah. As he's I think I had a few points about it. Mm. I think it was horrific yeah. to watch. Yeah. And I kind of re obviously we watched this for the second time. I kind of forgot that it happened so early on in the episode. Like I knew that it was going to be discussing Pat's death day. Um. But I just forgot how early mm. it happened, so I kind of wasn't expecting it. And when you kind of hear the arrow go through, I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, yeah." Oh no! Like I, you know, forgot that it happened. But I think as he's, um, like he is, even though he's like walking around with an arrow through his neck, like he's thinking of the children mm. and saying, "Like you don't want to see this in your dreams." Yeah, like yeah, look yeah, away yeah. and someone call Carol, please. And it's just awful and also was that child held to account for the murder of pat <laughs> um that's not discussed yeah i mean yeah we never find out do we if, no. if this kid i mean it is an accident um an accident through <laughs> negligence of the child <laughs> you could argue it's it's pat's negligence though of not No! Pat, no! Uh, Do you know what I think makes it worse as well? There's no music under it, so it's literally just him, like, struggling, like, and dying right in front of you. And it's like, it's like, yeah, obviously it's the image of it when you see him as a ghost is funny, but, like, the reality of it is, like... Horrendous. Yeah, quite harrowing, yeah. Awful. And that's the intro. Yeah. (laughs) So that sets us up for the rest of the episode. Um... So then we cut to, uh, after the intro, we cut to um, uh, present day and Alison and Mike are in bed. Um, Alison wakes up and uh, wakes up Mike um, begrudgingly and suggests that they have, uh, they've got some time alone. Um, I like how in this instance, Mike is like, just like groggy, not interested. As soon as he cottons onto what she's saying, he's like, oh, and straight awake and alert. Which... <laughs> I am very awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but Mike does pause a bit because he's worried that the ghosts might be in there. But Alison says, no, 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 it's fine. There's no ghosts. We're completely alone in here. Um, and then immediately turns over and sees Kitty sat on the other side of the bed, which completely kills the mood. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there are uh, stops this and it tracks, basically. As then a pigeon flies in, we hear the builders turn up as well. So, you know. That's their moment lost, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, we then see Robin downstairs, who's playing imaginary chess with himself. Um, he's not playing imaginary chess. He is playing chess. I mean, he has to imagine where the pieces are going. So <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah, yeah, I suppose. He's got like a visual cue, but yeah. You know. um, but a builder, um, uh, the builder we find out is later called Terry, uh, comes in and pops his um, tool chest or like a box for with a drill in on on the the pieces knocks them all over um and then uh starts with the power tools which uh interests robin which again you know i love how robin's like impressed with the drill mm. like, yeah. like when it makes a noise well i imagine he's just his tools would have just been like rocks you know yeah. what I mean? so you know this is this is mental to him really isn't it um 
uh, Fanny then arrives uh, and um, sees all this commotion happening, but is immediately offended by the amount of builders' bombs that she sees. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She's absolutely horrified. <laughs> and uh, she immediately calls a meeting, uh, well, she says it's an emergency meeting, to uh, about what they can do with the builders. So the captain proposes, as he always does, that they need to fight them, and he starts giving out some variation of the Winston Churchill speech saying that they need to fight him on the landing um, and Robin sort of brings up the fact that they, they don't have rocks sticks or bears to fight them with which confuses uh, <laughs> the captain um, Thomas is looking a bit gloomy um, as he realises he, he can't convey his emotions to Alison because of all this commotion that's going on, it's uh, distracting him from his work which is kind of the uh, the dream excuse, you know, for any any bohemian type who, who doesn't really have an idea of what they're doing. It's like, oh, I'm too distracted. Um, but I do like how every time something happens, he always says, damn your eyes, which is, <laughs> which is a powerful line, I think. Yeah. I think it comes back to, like, the captain and mm. how he's a bit frosty. Like, he always has, like, snide comments mm. under his breath. Yeah. Like, yeah. he always... Um, I've written here, he says, almost certainly not, under his breath after Thomas explains Alison doesn't ha- understand his feelings for mm. her. And he's kind of, I don't know, there's quite a lot of times when he kind of says stuff under his breath, but then they all do. They all have these, like, sort of funny lines that they say that the other ghosts kind of don't hear or mm. pretend not to hear. Or I, I, I wonder if they've just not managed to... So obviously we see later on in the series they manage to gel a bit more, especially with Alison's help. I wonder if they're kind of less cohesive as a group, you know what mm. I mean, up until this point. So yeah. they're a bit more like sick of one another because, well, I imagine they've been around each other for years and years at this time, point. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so as uh, we, we then see Alison uh, is uh, coming downstairs with Kitty sort of explaining that she shouldn't watch them in the bedroom. Um, and Kitty asks, were they making a baby? Um, to which Alison sort of says, no, we're, we're trying to get practice in. Um, <laughs> she also describes it as, how's your father? To which Kitty says, uh, he's de- he's dead most likely. <laughs> no, she says, he's dead, I think. <laughs> I think, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she realises that Kitty's got no idea how this all happens as, as Kitty... Um, says that she thinks uh, babies are made by pressing ears together. <laughs> so realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is the it, this is like the first proper indication that she's quite childish, yeah. not in like a a bad way. Like no, she just no. doesn't know. Innocent, yeah, I yeah. think. Is really what she innocent. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, Alison then goes on to try and explain how babies are made, but is kind of saved by Terry the builder, who says he needs to talk to her. Um, the ghosts are then trying to explain to Alison as she's coming down the stairs uh, their sort of woes with the builders. Hi, Terry. You all right, mate? Oh, there you are. Jolly good. Now, look here. I mean, I thought the Blitz was bad, but your builders make the Luftwaffe look like a youth group. No offence, Pat. We know you're lot were capable of killing. Please, not now. I just laughed so much at that. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I I didn't catch it first time. I think I was like trying to make. I think notes. you heard me laughing, yeah. and you're like, "What? <laughs> Which bit?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in in when you sort of li- listen back to it, I suppose as well. It's one point of reviewing a show is when you're making notes of what's happening, you lose mm. stuff of the context, and you're just like, "Yep, that's that's what they say." <laughs> yeah, it's um, really funny. 
But uh, yeah, so the builders then go on to explain um, uh, that they've basically found or they fixed one problem with the ceiling, but they found another problem with the drainage and says that this will basically cost more money, which Mike Flatter says that they don't have, which Alison kind of tries to downplay. Uh, and as they're, um, as the builders are talking about something, she says to Mike that she's basically going to try and smooth talk them to into a more convenient rate of payment. So I think Alison at that point is also trying to appear like she hasn't got the ghosts shouting at her. Yeah. Um, but they also like help her out with the history of the house. Yes. Which yeah. is incredibly helpful. Like we we could do with that here, really. Yeah. That would be very useful the, the amount of times um, we've been asked uh when were these pipes done and we're like we, don't, we don't know, know. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think that would be really actually quite useful to have mm. some ghosts to tell us um and fixing the boiler as well when the play ghosts um true help true. might fix boiler incredibly helpful do, so, so yeah. if there's anybody who wants to help us <laughs> advocating for everyone yeah. to have ghosts just hang yeah. around yeah uh, yeah. It would be a very different world. Wouldn't very it? useful. Yeah. Um, I do like the bit as well where um, uh, Alison gets uh, scared that uh, Pat is going to get hit by one of the builders and says, watch out, uh, and then has to cover it up and uh, plays it off that it's the amount of sugar that ter- uh, Terry's having in his cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. I think because the, the pole like, goes through mm. him, doesn't it? Um, so I guess that, like, I never really thought about it before. But like that yucky feeling that they get when a human passes through them mm. can't be the same as when an, an object because they pass through walls, doors. And yeah, that's such a good point actually. Well. Yeah. And that doesn't make them shudder or mm. you know that ugh, yeah. yucky feeling. So it must must be just when either people, people or, or animals or, animals, or yeah. human like yeah. something living, mm. I guess passes through them it must be just that that gives them that like yucky feeling could be yeah i hadn't thought of that really um but yeah it makes sense um but yeah we do go back to pat who's sort of standing in the um i never know what rooms they are but he's standing (laughs) in one of the big rooms um and he's looking really sad uh really upset uh and he explains to kitty that today uh tomorrow sorry is his death day um and as he's trying to explain this, Kitty cut, cuts him off immediately and just starts asking him how babies are made. Um, so yeah, uh, she's trying to figure all this out now. Um, we see Thomas then looking longingly out of... Well, he's not looking out of the window, he's just looking near the window, I suppose. Um, and he goes into this kind of soliloquy about Alison that he sort of can't finish because he's interrupted by a builder who comes and scratches his crotch right in in his face (laughs) um they build this builder looked really familiar as well i can't remember what he's he's in another like comedy program yeah definitely yeah i didn't look up who the actors were of it it's probably one of those where um, no i can picture him now but i can't remember we then see julian robin and fanny watching the builders um and julian says that he just hates builders um (laughs) He said that he's had uh, run-ins with builders in the past when he was doing up, uh, uh, I can't remember where he says, but it's an 11-bedroom property with a tennis court and all this stuff. Um, and uh, the captain says, oh, it sounds expensive, uh, which he says, no, 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 it's all paid for tax pay- with taxpayers' money through expenses. 
Um, but then goes on to say how builders are all thieves to a man, which I thought was uh, uh, quite funny. <laughs> just that immediate like uh, follow up to that with no uh, awareness of what he's just said. Yeah. Um, but he says that they should watch the builders and if they see them do anything untoward, basically report it to Alison so she gets rid of them. Um, and uh, the captain says with a with a flea in their ear or gives them a flea in their ear or something like that. <laughs> Send them away with a flea, flea in, in their, their ear. ear. That's it. Uh, to which Robin says that he does have a flea in his ear um, uh, because it's it's dead. <laughs> um, and he also mentions he's got worms. So you know, um, nice. Yeah, I don't know where these worms would be. I dread to think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, especially as later on somebody says that he smells. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, we see Julian and the captain trying to catch the two builders being bad. He overhears them having a conversation, and one of the builders, I think, is Wixie, um, is talking about how he needs to leave work early today because he's working on his community project in building a children's playground. Oh. Which Julian says, well, it's been nice, and then that's been weird nice, <laughs> which sounds about right for Julian. Um, we go back to the kitchen, we see Alison sort of uh, wandering around, and she's ambushed by Pat, who then explains that um, uh, today's family, or, or sorry, tomorrow his family will um, basically come to the house to pay their respects uh, at the tree where he died. Um, well, at the stump of where the tree was, because he mentions that was blown away in the storm or the hurricane of 1987, um, which I think is is that the one that Michael Fish said there, where the, there wasn't going to be a storm and then it came and like destroyed loads of people's property. Really, I yeah. don't know. It was like it was like Michael Fish was like a weather presenter, and everyone <laughs> used to take the piss. <laughs> How do you know you weren't even born then? I remember seeing on one of these like Channel <laughs> Five like TV moments or something, one of those programs. But yeah, Pat says, you know, this year is different because obviously Alison, being alive, can give them a message. Um, Alison think this, thinks this is a, a really bad idea, which, I mean, it probably would. Imagine a, a woman just coming over to you and says, the ghost of your 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 dad is telling me there's something. You'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it would be really out there, I suppose. Um, See, I would believe that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Especially given such... If they gave such um, information that like only he would Accurate know, stuff, yeah? yeah. I suppose if he literally was telling them this stuff, like it would be like, oh, okay, like yeah. You Whereas can... you wouldn't believe it. I, I'd think somebody was trying to like con me for some reason. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> get money out of yeah. you somehow. Um, Pat uh, goes on to explain that uh, you know his wife remarried, um, and he actually remarried his best friend. Uh, who he says was always there for her, even before his death. And he said, <laughs> like at one point, how he just ex- basically explain, uh, exclaims, it's fine. Um, <laughs> clearly. The realisation yeah. that like the smile slowly drops from his face. Yeah. And like he realises that Carol and Morris had been together before Pat had passed. Yeah. That- and I find it interesting that he'd not really considered that before. Like, in all the time... So he died in 1984. Mm. Not entered his head. He's only just thought of that moment and realised what 
bit meant. I, w- I wonder if with the other ghosts, he's never bothered to recount that story. Like, you know, and like they've not had an interest in who these people are. He just goes and sees them maybe on his own. So he, he never sort of... But he remembered the story to think about it. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, don't... I just think that's really sad. Yeah. Incredibly sad. Um, we then see Mike going for a shower. Um, and he's clearly worried that the ghosts are watching him, so he gets changed really cheapishly and keeps himself covered at all times, uh, and then eventually goes into the shower in his trunks, much to Mary's annoyance, who is sat in the bath waiting for him. Um, uh, you know, who's the bigger pervert here, Mary or Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, Mary, she's fully in she's there, incredibly like, yeah, like aggressive. To be fair, Thomas probably would. If he didn't know that Alison could see him. That's true, yeah, yeah. So it's difficult to say, really. But, um, yeah, Mary's like literally sat in the bath. And, and even later on that she she full on comes out to Alison and says, yeah, I'm, I'm watching him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. No, um, that's a weird one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no even like, I suppose uh, with, with Thomas, he tries to frame it as he's in love. Whereas Mary's just like on a seaman naked. Catch a look, yeah. yeah. Um, Julian and the captain continue on their uh, mission to catch them doing something wrong. Um, at one point, Mike drops his wallet, and they think, "Ah, we've got him here." And then <laughs> Terry gives Mike his wallet back. Um, the captain then goes on to pull an Uncle Albert and goes on to explain how it's just like during the war, basically. <laughs> um, Monty in the desert in forty-two, and the the, the and Julian is just like, oh, I'm not this again. He's got a low tolerance for pretty much everyone because he says this about Thomas as well. Yeah. So, um, it kind of goes back to the making those little, like, sort of snide, sarcastic mm, comments under their breath. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, as you say, like, maybe they've not sort of, like, they don't understand each other quite mm. yet. And they needed Alison to help them to do that, even though they spent so long together. Yeah, and it's funny as well because, like, the others you can kind of... Um, understand it because it's hundreds of years like mm. you know some of them whereas julian he's i think it was 94 was it or something like that that he yeah. died um yeah. so it's like only I, I, I imagine it's set when it's filmed so like 2019 so 15 years yeah not too long of a time i suppose no. so anyway um but then again 15 years just being trapped with the same people and you can't leave at all ever <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah um Anyway, um, we see Mike uh, again in his car and he says that he's going to the pub and Alison quickly rumbles him and says that he's doing a Glastonbury um, and then goes on to explain how during Glastonbury he left the entire festival just because he needed a poo, um, <laughs> to which Mark says, uh, Mark, uh, Mike says that he needs poo space. don't know why I thought of um, Peep Show then. <laughs> it's very Peep Show kind of um, Yeah, he needs poo space, so I get that. Yeah, I I I I need peace space. I think peace space. <laughs> yeah. Um, she uh, tries to tell him that ghosts aren't watching him now, and there's no, there's none actually trying to watch you. But Mary then appears and says that she is. Alison gets spooked and throws her mug at Mary, and almost hits Terry as he's walking out. Of Poor town. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he gets quite a lot of abuse. Doesn't yeah, he, he uh, does. Yeah, he really does. Uh, one thing as well, Alison, hell of a throw. She manages to launch it from where she's standing to about 
10 meters <laughs> away and it like pretty decent velocity man I, I, I was quite impressed with it um we see thomas again uh continuing uh to, to try and uh, come up with his poem uh this time in the basement um but he's annoyed this time by the play ghosts who are trying to help him finish off lines um uh, rhyming lines basically it's actually quite good to do that uh, if, mm. you, if you work through the process with him so <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think it was only at this point um, in the episode that I realised we were kind of like making our way through each of the characters. What are they doing on mm. this day? Like, Because yeah. they're not all together. They're doing their own thing. They've all got their own things that they're working through. Mm. Um, and then we we kind of like start that process again. It's mm. like we're constantly having these really short like 30 second scenes or minute scenes just with like the one or two ghosts that are doing that particular thing at that time. So yeah, yeah. it's not really an episode that we've, I mean, I know we're only three in, yeah, but yeah. like um, the other episodes, the ghosts have more been like a group rather than we're sort of like exploring their characters on their own. Yeah. Separately this time. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. You know, I know and thought of that, um, but yeah, it is, um, and they, they do come together at points, obviously, especially yeah. in the next scene yeah, with yeah. Kitty and Fanny, um, where they, they do meet and mingle. But, uh, yeah, um, just a note as well. If you do hear, like, a, a, a wind noise uh, in the UK at the moment, it's really windy, so there is a wind noise coming down the stairs. <laughs> at the, the stairs. stairs. The, the fireplace, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hopefully it doesn't pick up on the mic. But if you do hear a, a gust, that's what it is. We're not outside. <laughs> um but yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Kitty and Fanny are talking about the birds and the bees, quite literally, uh, as they're out in the uh, flower gardens. Um, as Kitty wants some more information on how babies are made, um, but doesn't really get it as Fanny tries to start to explain it, but then just gets annoyed at the bees, <laughs> the bees being the men. <laughs> Sometimes bees only like other bees, that's <laughs> what she says. Seems, but yeah, very mm. specific to a certain situation. That she found herself in. Exactly, yeah. Um, the ghosts then, uh, as a group, all find, well, four of them anyway, find uh, the builders watching a video uh, on their phone um, with some monkeys doing something which both offends and captivates them. Um, they're all kind of unable to watch it, but unable to look away, uh, especially Fanny, who has the most expressive face ever. Um <laughs> Uh, in this uh, yeah. she keeps looking away as like oh but then looks back as like, she, <laughs> she can't take her eyes she off she wants it. to look really basically yeah I mean it sounds like a funny video um, potentially <laughs> is it know. a real video <laughs> yeah I don't know um, but we'll yeah we'll, it, it, it comes back up later I think it's kind of a you can kind of guess what it is and then later on mm. they kind of explain what it is um, Alison then goes to try and negotiate with Terry um, in the kitchen about this this um, what is it drainage isn't it issue that they've mm. got and actually nail him down on a price but as she's doing this uh, Fanny interrupts and basically talks over over him so she can't have this conversation um, she uh, she's talking about the video that she's just seen uh, so um, Alison ends up getting her words mixed up and ends up offending Terry basically by telling him he can't <laughs> It shouldn't watch this video in the house, basically. So I think this is the beginning of the end for their relationship. <laughs> um, 
Pat arrives um, after Terry's left and says that um, uh, he doesn't actually want her to leave a message for his wife now. Um, instead, he wants her to kill kill her uh, so they can be a, be a ghost together. Um, but mentions, you know, just don't mark her face with whatever way you kill her. Um, Alison kind of questions this and Pat realises what he's just said and runs away upset. Um, calls himself a monster man as well. Was that is that a thing? I don't monster, know, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, Monster Mash was what kind of came into my head. It sounds like a reference to, to something. something for you. Yeah, I'm I not sh- sure probably either. should have looked that up. If I, anybody I, yeah. knows, let us know. Yeah, yeah. It kind of made me think because he said, "I'm a monster. I'm a monster man." Mm. So it kind of um, maybe it's a song lyric or something like that. Maybe yeah. we'll have to have a look. Yeah, we then see Thomas uh, sighing about his current predicament, um, uh, but he feel, feels like he's being. Um, Mocked by Pat, who's also sighing in his sighing space that he calls mm. it. Um, Pat is upset and says that he doesn't even know if he wants his family to come now. And um, Thomas and Robin have this insightful chat um, about how eventually people move on. I actually don't know if I want them to come anymore. I hate to be the one to tell you this, Patrick, but eventually no one will come. That's just the way of it. <laughs> what? Thomas try to say is you die time pass everything change family not come anymore it's pain but you heal you remember them here and maybe one day you find new family this is a pine, eh? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Wait up, guys! <laughs> he stinks. He does a bit. Mm. I think Robin is so intelligent in so many ways. Mm. Um, but maybe he doesn't like articulate it particularly well sometimes. Yeah. But then he also does mm. say it in like the per- most perfect way. It's it's really. It's he's such an interesting character because mm. he's just got so much knowledge mm. and emotionally intelligent as well, not just like intelligent about like the world. <laughs> wise is what I would call him. Yeah, he's not intelligent, yeah. but he's wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I um noted in this part that it's it's funny that the poet is really blunt and rude. Is just you know telling, uh, uh Pat that you know people. People will just stop coming and not caring about his feelings. Yet the caveman is is feeling and thoughtful. Thoughtful? Can't speak today. <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's quite funny that those two characters are flipped in this this scene anyway. I do find Thomas quite blunt sometimes. Mm. He's very um he's very dramatic mm. but incredibly self absorbed. Mm. Mm. Um it's always like Oh, it's so dramatic for him. Oh, it's mm. terrible for him. It's, you know, it's he's very sort of only interested in in his own emotion. Mm. I suppose he doesn't mm. take. I haven't. I mean, maybe this is just on this few episodes. I suppose like it may, we may change like our opinions and stuff as as the series goes on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do find him quite blunt in what he says. Like he doesn't really consider other people's feelings, but he expects them to 
kind of consider how he's feeling. I think a lot of the ghosts are like that initially. They kind of have their worst traits, like, right at the mm. beginning. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we kind of see it on the show here. Mm. Um, and as he leaves, yeah, um, as you just said about being blunt, uh, Thomas says that he stinks a bit and uh, know, they, they agree. Um, we then see... Um, <laughs> A short scene between Kitty and Julian, uh, as Julian is, I wouldn't say explaining how a baby is made. How they're not made. I think yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes on to explain what a Norwegian picnic and a uh, Himalayan campsite are, which again, I've not looked into this one, but I imagine they're not real <laughs> positions. Yeah. Um, Kitty looks absolutely horrified. Yeah, she, uh, it, it, she looks as though, oh, I wish I hadn't have asked this question. <laughs> um Alison, um, the next day, uh, we see her at the door um, offering bacon sandwiches to the builders as they all uh, arrive. Um, we see Mike leaving again, and he said that he's going to the gym. Um, to poop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as the pubs rumbled in. Um, uh, we then see you know, this bacon sandwich plan, basically, is to sort of butter up Terry. Um, and as she... Uh, Goes to give him one, he says that he's vegan, which um, must be the first vegan builder I've ever seen, to be honest. There's got to be vegan builders out there. But, yeah. you know. Why not? Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a changing world. Um, we then see uh, Robin, uh, who's excited to see his builder pals again, basically. He's sort of uh, formed a bond, or he's thinking yeah. he's formed a bond with them anyway. He knows all their names. Um we see Thomas again back in the study trying to um, come up with some inspiration. He is inspired um, by the insightful words of uh, one Kylie Minogue um, as we hear uh, I Should Be So Lucky playing over the radio. Isn't it... No, who is it? Stop. Stock Aitken Stock Waterman. Waterman, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think Kylie wrote the song. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah, she probably yeah. sang it, didn't she? Oh, so, yeah. Giving her credit, isn't she? I know. Um, this song always just reminds me of Inside Number Nine now, like <laughs> with that ending of that one episode. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, while um, we then see Alison taking down the curtains, um, uh, because Terry basically said that he he needs to uh needs her to take the curtains down to uh continue work in that room, and as she's doing that, she realizes um I don't know why she does it actually, but she takes off her engagement ring. I think she like catches it maybe oh, on okay. the curtain because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see on the ring a little bit of like curtain thread. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I missed that bit, but yeah, she takes off her ring then and puts it on the side, and Julian and, and the captain hatch a plan at this point. Um, Mary comes running in, screaming about the devil. Um, the first time I watched this, I didn't really think nothing of it, but I think Mary was brought in on this plan to just distract her because she doesn't seem to have a plan when she eventually takes her to. Watching. Yeah, because don't they push Mary through the wall? Do they? I didn't even see her do that. I thought she just comes running in. You might. She might have been pushed. No, I'm through. sure they put. Well, how can they push her? Okay, can a ghost push another ghost? That's not sure. Okay. Julia, maybe. So I thought that they, they, had. Yeah, I thought they'd kind of got her to run through mm. the wall because she distracts Alison. Yeah. And she falls off the ladder mm. so that Julian and the captain can move her ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that's what happened. I mean, we're both like questioning 
anything. No, I think I think she's I think Mary's definitely in on the plan. But the first time I watched it, I didn't realize. I thought it was just Mary being Mary, basically. Because mm. <laughs> um, yeah, she says that she she comes running in screaming about the devil, and then when they finally go to see what the devil is, it turns out um, it's just a swan. Uh, as we see some. To be honest, the first time I've gone, that's not a good effect. <laughs> some clearly green screened in swans <laughs> onto the lawn. Um, uh, and Mary then goes on to say, with how many swans there is, that the devil's been busy. Um, or the devil is busy. He's busy, yeah. yeah. Um, we see uh, Alison go back in, and now she sees that the ring is missing. After we earlier, we'd seen Julian trying to push the ring, and he does push it, doesn't he? Into, into the, the builder's toolbox. And uh, Julian and the captain quite quickly grass up um, the handsome one, as the captain uh, refers to him. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, another sort of hint. Um, Alison um, confronts the builders and basically makes them all turn out their pockets. Um, and rightly so, Terry is really offended by this. Yeah, you would be. Because I guess they haven't done anything wrong. No. But as she said when he gets annoyed with her and says mm-hmm. that it will be their last day working. She says, would it help if I told you that the house is haunted and I've been plagued by ghosts who are making my life a misery? It's like, Most people wouldn't believe that. No, they would no. just think she's crazy. Yeah, I think she's just realised she's she's screwed it up, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to just go for anything now. But yeah, yeah she quickly rumbles that, um, that Julian is the one who's hatched this plan. Um, as he's looking quite smug with himself, as uh, you know, when uh, the, I think it is Wixie gets caught with the ring. Um, but as the builders are all leaving, uh, we see Pat's family arrive. Um, they all get out of the car and are sort of standing around. And Alison says that she'll um, speak to them. Um, to what, do, what does he want to say? And Pat says, you know, just let them move on. But Alison goes and speaks to them anyway. I think uh, even at that point, like he is thinking of others yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he he desperately wants to, like, um, speak to them, give them information, let them know he's okay mm. um, through Alison. And whether he doesn't want to put Alison in a difficult position or whether he just knows that maybe after the realisation that his wife has moved on with Morris, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, he doesn't, want to upset them by giving them information so even though that's what he desperately wants is mm. to feel that connection with them he's like still thinking of others and putting their feelings over like what he wants and i mm. think that is just him that's just who he is yeah thoughtful um and yeah he kind of gets what he wants in the end without he, he kind of gets yeah, the best of both yeah. worlds because um we then see Alison come back and she says that she didn't tell him anything about uh about pat but um she says that um she basically had asked them for information about themselves and who they are um and she lets pat know about what they're up to um you know that uh, <laughs> and i think she even gets a dig in at uh, morris uh, and says that he's really short um which is a bit offensive but you know okay <laughs> fair enough um but yeah in uh, quite an emotional part um they uh she then goes on to say that uh pat's son um actually named their son pat after him um pat goes running over um i said filled with emotion as am i um and basically he's um he says that he's got his legs 
Um, <laughs> and and uh, when he comes back, you can t- uh, he says that he's bursting with um, with emotions. Mm. Um, and at this point, we then see a bright light appear, and um, Pat and the rest of the ghosts, and I think everybody else thinks um, that this is Pat's time to move on. He's you know kind of accepted his fate, but you know he's, it's time for him to move on. Um, and he kind of. <laughs> Uh, starts bigging up a few people and then starts absolutely slagging off some of the <laughs> other ghosts, uh, which gets a bit awkward as they find it that the light is actually just some of the builders' lights um, uh, as they were moving it through. Because um, he says he, he doesn't trust Julian. He ne- he says Julian, who he doesn't trust. Fair point. To L- you. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. yeah, Lady Button, who probably just needs to chill out a little bit. Fair point. And the captain, who needs to. I put get over the war, but yeah. I don't think gets over the war. Yeah. Just move past Mo- it because it's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I think again, all valid points. I think they should take those on board. Yeah. Really. <laughs> they absolutely won't yeah. do that. No, no. While this is all happening as well, we do see Mike um, coming back and seeing the builders leave, and he's a bit confused by it all. Um, and uh, we then see Kitty sort of say that she still doesn't know. She said that they, you know, it's nice that they had a baby, and she says, "I still don't know how they're made." So Alison shows her the monkey video, which uh, <laughs> I guess explains everything. <laughs> yeah, um, probably in graphic detail, I imagine. <laughs> Alison explains to Mike that she uh, screwed up the sweet talking plan. And Mike says, it's okay, it's fine. The drainage is held so far, so, you know, it should be fine. As it then bursts in the background. <laughs> um, then of the evening, uh, sort of the end of the episode, we see Thomas ambush Alison in the bedroom. Um, and he begins to read his poem to her. Uh, and Alison joins in halfway through. And he's a bit confused at how they're so in sync with their well, their words. And she kind of lets him know, yeah, that, that's just Kylie Minogue. Um, to which he's flabbergasted that he's plagiarised uh, Miss Minogue, as he calls her. <laughs> yeah. And he asks... To, to let her know. Yeah, he asks her to send correspondence and apologise. <laughs> um, which would be interesting, the letter that she sent uh, to, to Kylie anyway, if she did that. Um, Mike comes in and um, sort of says, you know, he's got to get over... As as the theme of the episode is kind of everyone moving on and getting past things, um, he realizes he needs to get over the ghosts and just not worry about them. So he strips naked to the the, the full Monty, as uh, Alison says, and he starts dancing naked through the house and shouting in defiance. Uh, as we then see the ghosts are in a completely different room uh, and are completely uninterested <laughs> yeah. in what he's doing. So, uh, yeah, I think it's like another sort of layer of. Mike accepting the ghosts even though he can't see them yeah, or yeah. never knows if they're actually there or not. It's kind of him, well, yeah, just like accepting that, that they're there, yeah. basically. Yeah, they're in the house and they could be with him at any moment. At any moment, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you just have to be like, whatever, if, you, if you've seen it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that's the end of the episode. What do you think? Oh, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. I definitely, I liked um, exploring um, Pat's kind of like how he died and mm-hmm. um, his sort of background. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was good. It was the first flashback we saw of somebody's actual death, isn't it? 
Um, we haven't seen anybody yeah, else. Yeah, we didn't we? see Lady, uh, Fanny's, um, did yeah, we? Yeah, Fanny explains what happened. But, but we, we didn't, didn't actually see. see. Yeah. She recreates it, doesn't yeah, she, really? I guess so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting. So yeah, what did you think? Um, I thought it was way sadder and more emotional than I remembered. Mm. Like, I remember there being... Pat's episodes tend to have a lot of emotion mm. to them, if I remember right. But um, yeah, this was more emotional than I thought. Mm. The Builder subplot is okay. Um, it kind of yeah. It kind of just moved everybody it took forward. Away, yeah, I yeah. felt from Pat's story, mm. I'd have liked knowing the other episodes, I suppose, and knowing how much deeper we go into some of the other stories of the characters, where they've got mm-hmm. a whole episode kind of dedicated to them and their death day. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted more of Pat. Mm-hmm. And less of the builders. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's what it's I almost like it. two separate things crammed into one episode. I, I feel like the builder plot was there just to give all the other ghosts something to do. To do, but yeah. it didn't help Pat's backstory. Yeah. But I, I did think Pat's backstory and the reunion with his family and everything was really heartfelt mm. and definitely like elevated the episode. For yeah, me. definitely. I think, I think it'd be a poorer episode without that. So yeah, hundred um, percent. What would you rate it? Difficult one. Difficult. I f- always forget that I need to rate it. You don't have to rate it. I know I don't have to, but that's what we yeah. like. <laughs> that's what we said we'll do, and I just keep forgetting <laughs> to do it. Oh, it's really tricky. I'm gonna. Oh. Hmm. Oh God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say six point five. Six point five. Fair enough. Mm. I gave it an eight. Wow. But that's purely on the Pat story. I think yeah. if the Pat story wasn't there, this would be probably about a six for yeah. me as well. Maybe I need to go higher. Maybe a seven. Maybe a seven. Yeah. Maybe that's, a seven. I think, again, it's kind of like what I said last week is mm. that I know there's better episodes. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of don't want to give a really high score. And I love Pat. He's definitely one of my favourite ghosts. Mm. Um, If not my favourite. I just feel he was cheated in his story a little mm, bit. Yeah. Um, and we definitely needed to explore that more. But maybe we do explore it a bit more. I, I think I think we do. Yeah. yeah. There's, so, de- there's an episode I remember with other parts about uh, Pat's backstory. So yeah. I can't remember when it is or Yeah. What we'll get to it, though. We will get to it. But yeah, <laughs> um, they definitely do bring so it So, yeah. Up. So, that's... Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with a seven. Seven. Well, I'll stick with a seven. The audience score... Um, with 792 votes, was a 7.8. So closer yeah. to 8, but kind of in the yeah. middle of both of us, I suppose. So, yeah, not too far off it, I think. This um, episode, where we're looking at our haunted buildings across the West Midlands... I decided to look into Shrewsbury Prison. Mm-hmm. So, last week you looked at the, the place. What you looked the at manor house. <laughs> the manor house. The manor house in West Bromwich, yeah. if you're Luke, <laughs> or West Bromwich, um, because you grew up in around West Brom, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Shrewsbury. So, I thought I'd give Shrewsbury Prison a go. I'm sure there's probably more. Probably a lot more haunted buildings in Shrewsbury. Castle, I suppose. Yeah. The castle. I just... Well, I went for the prison. Mm -hmm. We've done castle. We've done We've done done castles. We've done done a castle. We've done a manor house. Now a prison. Now a prison. So, 
Shrewsbury Prison in Shropshire was in operation from 1793 until 2013. That, that, that late? I thought it was like done in yeah, the 50s. So, yeah. um, it was actually closed due to overcrowding, mm, which okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it was recently ranked by BBC Radio 4, so, you know, legit, as one of the most chilling places for ghost hunters to set foot in. Back in the Victorian era, mass crowds would gather to watch public executions with some of those sentenced to death for crimes such as stealing sheep. So that, you know, stealing a sheep would be, would get you hanged. Yeah. Um, It's mad that, like, back in the day, it was just like, that was entertainment, just watching somebody get hanged. It's horrendous, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, These outdoor gruesome events would see members of the public gather hours beforehand to get the best viewing spot and even obtain posters as souvenirs. (laughs) I dread to think what was on the posters. So between 1795 and 1961, a total of 63 people were executed at Shrewsbury Prison for crimes at both major and minor, most of them by public hanging. Their bodies were then buried in the prison yard, earning it the reputation as one of the most haunted places in the world. Mm. So um, I kind of had a look at um, some of the people that were hanged mm-hmm. um, at Shrewsbury Prison um, and then sort of looked at, at sort of the paranormal things that have happened there. So um, on the 9th of February, 1961, 21-year-old George Riley was executed by hanging for the murder of a 62-year-old woman. This would be the last execution at Shrewsbury Prison before capital punishment was abolished in 1969. George pleaded not guilty to the murder and there are still questions around the case about if George was actually guilty and if he should have been hanged. Mm. So I, for anyone that's interested in the references for this, Mm. I've put um, a BBC article um, that talks specifically about George's case. I mean, whether he did it or not, I'd be gutted to be the last person to be hanged somewhere because it's like, could you not have like waited (laughs) and just have life imprisonment at least? Um, But I think if I might be wrong, they only hanged people if they were absolutely certain that they did it. Um, but then again, it brings into question: Can you be absolutely certain? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he pleaded not guilty, and as I said, there's still questions about whether he actually mm. actually committed the murder. So I imagine if uh, his his brother, the last thing his brother said to him apparently um, was, "Did you do it?" and and he said no. Mm. And I feel like if he had have done it. Mm. At that point, he probably would have admitted it. If you knew you were, if you knew you were going to be hanged anyway, surely you would go, yeah, and give your your family that, like, you know, (laughs) that information that that yeah, you did it, and and probably you were getting what you deserved. I don't know. Not that I believe that, but like, yeah, um, yeah, I know you mean. That's probably what they thought at the time. so yeah, I thought that was really sad. The last person to be hanged there, and there's like this question over whether he actually mm. did it. So, if there are ghosts in Shrewsbury Prison, yeah. perfect example of someone that's pretty annoyed yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they got hanged. <laughs> they were the last person, and like um, and 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 that they they didn't actually do anything wrong. I mean, if I was hanged and I didn't do anything, I would. 
damn much I would be I would haunt that haunt place. Yeah, I'd be place, really annoyed. Yeah. Um so yeah, so during redevelopment in nineteen seventy two the remains of 10 prisoners executed at Shrewsbury Prison were unearthed. Nine of those prisoners were unrecognisable and afterwards were cremated. The remaining prisoner was identified as George Riley and his remains were handed over to his relatives. So hopefully he found some peace um, after. One of the most famous ghost sightings reported is of the Shadow Man, who is said to lurk in the prison's A-wing. No one knows what his face looks like, but the shadowy silhouette is of this mysterious figure, believed to be an ex-officer, has been reported on several occasions. Mm. Funnily so. enough, there's also a comic book character called Shadow Man. Shadow so, Man. <laughs> I don't know if it's a crossover. <laughs> Probably not. During paranormal investigations, reports of faint knocks, doors opening and closing and then slamming shut, and bangs and footsteps coming from the execution room. That was a terrible sentence, but you get the gist. <laughs> Some guests have even reported being pushed down the stairs and the feeling of a strange grip around their necks, described as being similar to that of a hangman's noose. Maybe if they, uh, they, uh, they weren't being observed, they'd get by a, a, a spectral noose. <laughs> <laughs> Scary stuff. Yeah. So the prison has been used as a filming location for TV shows such as Coronation Street, mm -hmm. Time, starring Sean Bean and Stephen Graham, Which... and reality shows Celebrity Hunted and Banged Up. Yeah, I remember it being in there. I I, I remember um, with with Time, like we watched that because it was filmed in Shrewsbury yeah. initially, but really good program. If you've really never good. if you've never watched it, well, my dad didn't know that this was. Um, being time was being filmed there and i don't know this is what he told me he was on his motorbike and he pulled up at the traffic lights next to the um the train station mm. and he said he saw someone walk down the road that looked like sean bean mm. he used to watch a lot of sharp so you he know. did love sharp so he would, so he would probably <laughs> he would know what sean bean yeah. looked like yeah. and uh, it wasn't until a few months later that mm. i was like Dad, you probably did see Sean Bean walking down the road. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah. Famously, uh, hard man Sean Bean. Sean Bean. <laughs> did, did you ever hear that story of Sean Bean where um, somebody attacked him outside a pub and he chased, he got like, he didn't realise he'd been stabbed or something like He chased after him and, yeah, um, yeah, not even, not even shaken by uh, being randomly attacked <laughs> or something like that. So, and finally, the prison is mentioned in the poem on a moonlit heath and lonesome bank by A.E. Houseman's A Shropshire Lad. The proximity of the prison to Shrewsbury Railway Station and Junction is highlighted in the verse. They hang us now in Shrewsbury Jail, the whistles blow forlorn, and trains all night grown on the rail to men that die at morn. <laughs> start recording <clears throat> okay hello and welcome to oh wait there i've put to the first episode of <laughs> i've copied it. all right start no. that again third